Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Whole lot of hunting still going on. Hey, we're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Christmas weekend, December 24th and 25th. Ooh, a little too cold for this for this old man's bones to be out there togging. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, but that crunch is still happening. Say, but we have various deer season special permit deers, and I should say, going on. Winter bow season is going to open again January 1st. The waterfowl seasons, north, south, and coastal zones continue. Uh, ducks and geese. Now, listen, Canada goose in the north zone and south zone limit is one bird. The coastal zone, you can get two Canadas and the light goose, you know, the snow goose and whatever. That season's still going. That's going to run uh, through February 15th. Last two stockings for quail and pheasants. For the ringnecks in the Rack and Fin Radio era, favored, favored, favored wildlife management areas. Here are the numbers for the ringnecks. Collier's Mills is for the 29th and 31st wheel. They're going to get 200 uh, boat days. Howardsville is going to get 50 boat days. Same with Manahawk and Medford is going to get 80 boat days. Stafford Forge, 160 and 160. Dix, 130 boat days. Glassboro, 100 boat days. Heiserville and Port Republic. 50 boat days, Mad Horse 90 and 90, Millville 3, the workhorse, that place is loaded, 340 and 340, Nantuxen and Tuckahoe 110 each boat days, and Winslow 140 and 140. Now for the Bobwhites, on the 29th, Glassboro and Peasley will get 280 each, and the last day, New Year's Eve, will get 400 each. Now we have another season opening, January 2nd. Okay, special permit, because the general one's on special permit. Red fox, gray fox, and coyotes with the permit you can hunt at night. Next couple of segments, Ron Jones, ACP uh, Rednecks Pride Outdoors, talks predators and predator hunting during the season, focusing on the night hunt. You are the hunted. Grab that cup. Grab that rebel. Be right back. Rack and fin. Oh, by the way, the new Freshwater Fishing Digest is out. It's at your license issuing agents on the cover. Great shot there with a rainbow. Pequest Trout Hatchery celebrates 40 years. I mean, I remember when that opened. I was sort of just approaching my prime. It was 40 years ago, still pumping out all those quality rainbows. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. Hang on, man. It's happening. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. The New Jersey Transit Police Department reminds you that we all need to work together to keep our transit system safe. Report suspicious activity to the New Jersey Transit Police Department at 1-888-TIPS-NJT or text your report to NJTPD. Your attention is our most valuable asset. If you ride the train or bus or if you live or work near a station, be alert and aware of your surroundings. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. Report any suspicious activity that you see or encounter to the New Jersey Transit Police Department at 1-888-TIPS-NJT or text your report to NJTPD. New Jersey Transit urges you to help us keep our transit system safe and reminds you that we all need to work together and be aware of our surroundings. Once again, to report suspicious activity to the New Jersey Transit Police, dial 1-888-TIPS-NJT or text your report to NJTPD. Together, we can keep our transit system safe. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At four in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. 
I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veterans guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, all the hoopla with the deer seasons, waterfowl season, stuff still going on. January 2nd, uh, another season opens, which to me is, is extremely exciting because you are the hunted. You're doing the hunting sort of, but you are the hunted. It's the special permit coyote and fox season. And I'll tell you something, uh, where you can hunt at night. And, and I'll tell you, you have some hair-raising encounters. We have gray fox, we have red fox, and we have coyotes. Join us on the Rack and Fin line right now, very special guest is Ron Jones, president and owner, ACP, Rednecks Pride Outdoors, outstanding products, game calls, and outdoor scents, unreal. He is a predator hunting ace, a lifelong uh, trapper and wildlife controller. This man knows the critters. Now, we had uh, some opportunities to hunt with Ron at night, and let me tell you something. You, again, I still have a pretty good head of hair, but it was standing on like one of those Three Stooges episodes. Mermo had to vacuum over his head. It was really uh, an exciting night here and there. Ronnie, thanks for joining us. How you doing, brother? How you doing, Donald? I, I, I want to say, I wanna, it's a week early. It's a week early, right? But I want to say Happy New Year because, you know, this season gets me on edge, Jonesy. Hey, but before we get started, how's everything going, all right? Everything's doing good. Everything's doing real good. So, but Ronnie, okay, here's what's so exciting about this season. And, and a lot of people are, you know, deered out. Well, there's no hunting left. We have winter bow coming in. No, there's always hunting left. And, Ron, this is a, a very uh, – niche isn't a right word. This this is a cult, this here, this predator hunting, especially in the night game. Now, you've been doing this for how many years, Jonesy? I started calling – Oh, back in my teens. So I won't say I'm 29. So <laughs> <laughs> in the 70s, I started calling in the 70s. Yeah, the only thing we could call then it was your foxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they brought it in. You know, I can't remember exactly how many years ago it was. It was at least, uh, I guess, around 2000 is when we started hunting night, somewhere in that time frame. And Ron, the daytime is challenging <laughs> enough. Nighttime is an entirely different perspective. Listen, you would think at nighttime, the predators, that's primarily when they're diurnal, but they'll feed primarily at night, hunt primarily at night. Oh, no, man. They seem, Ron, they seem to be, our experiences, they seem to be even more cautious, warier, I mean, really on end. On edge, right? Do you find that the case? Well, it's, it's, nighttime is, they're moving more, but they're not just going to bolt in. Everybody thinks that these things are just going to run right in and, and, uh, you know, like I tell people all the time, listen, you're, you're, you're sounding like something's dead or dying, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if it's a fox or a coyote coming in, they're, they're coming in to, to investigate or try to get a piece of that, whatever's dying. But the, in the back of their mind, they're also thinking, what's doing the killing? All right. So every sense they have is on when they're coming in, day or night. <clears throat> but, but nighttime is even harder because all you have is your light. Mm-hmm. So that's all you see, okay? What's in the light? You don't see outside the light. Um, so you're when you're, you know, you're scanning and you get you get on the animal. 
now you gotta keep on the animal because if, if you you know you don't know about the fox that just came up beside you or the coyote that just came up beside you marks mm-hmm. um, and scares the stuffings out of you and there there goes the whole operations type thing you know. Ron, does scent play a factor? Uh, even more so than during the day at uh, this period. Yeah, both, both day and night. That uh, mm-hmm. scent is the is the killer. Scent is the killer. And you know, even though I make cover scents and 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 believe in them, <clears throat> um, you cannot take your human odor away. You can't take it away. Right. What you can do is take a cover scent and confuse the animal for a short period of time. And by short period of time, be- I'm talking yeah. about. 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's at the top end there, Jonesy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, 30 seconds is, 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 uh, eternity in mm-hmm. predator hunting. Okay. Uh, so you don't want the animal downwind of you, but if you, but if you can get him down, if he gets downwind of you, we have, you know, the sense that we use the cover sense and we have the, uh, calling sense, which will confuse them just for hopefully a, a few seconds. So you mm-hmm. can squeeze a trigger if you can, if you can do it, but you don't want him downwind. You, you want to get him before he gets downwind or you want to put a block some, some way, shape or form to keep them from getting downwind of you. Well, Jones, I noticed, uh, we give it a, um, what, 15, 20 minutes, half hour at the most of the spot. So this is a, this is a moving around game. Is it not? Unless you're in a specifically well, so, hot yeah. area. Yeah. I mean, um, coyotes, we try to locate, all right. That way we can come into where we know they're, they're already in there. And if you can locate them, you know, within 15, 20 minutes, half hour at the most, uh, the coyotes um, are going to come in if they're coming in. Now, there's a lot of guys that will spend two hours on a, on a spot. Um, I'm not sitting two hours. <laughs> yeah, especially in January, Ron. No, no, although, going, yeah. although, although with my new thaw... Heated seats from Batteries Plus, our little pitch there, Jeff. I, I, my my uh, 300 pounds might be a little more comfortable there for maybe another you know half hour or so. At, at night, Ron, sometimes we've had some some brutally cold nights. I thought I was back up in northern Maine. Well, I mean, and, and, and they're the better nights. That's right. the, the colder That's... it is, the better it is. You, you don't want a wind because the winds are um, – the wind's going to be – Number one, you can't get the sound out there, and number two, the uh, they get spooky on the wind too. You know mm-hmm. their, their their senses, and again, when they're coming in, every sense they have is on their their ears, their their nose, their eyes, and then their gut. Okay. All right, and that's and probably the, the worst thing. Ron, one, the worst thing to me, got. one thing that seems to be underrated is their hearing. I mean, I, oh, it's yeah, that little twist. Man, I've seen like heads pop. Whoa! And next thing you know, you're looking at the the tail end of thing again, tail, going away. Just from the mud, yeah. little tiny snap. Uh, we can't we can't comprehend their hearing and their their smell. Okay, we we cannot as humans. We know it. We all say we know it, but we cannot comprehend it. It's said uh, that a fox can hear a mouse squeak at a hundred yards, and I believe it. All right, um, if you when you see natural natural geographic or anything like that, mm-hmm. you'll see the you'll see those foxes on snow and then jump up in the air and dive into the snow and come up right. with a mouse. You know, they hear, they hear that stupid mouse 18 inches down below the snow. Wow. Um, you know, so their hearing is, is, um, unbelievable. And I think that's where most of us goof up. Um, I was out locating coyotes the other night and it was around 10 o'clock, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. And it was still quiet right before, right before I, uh, started the calls. I heard, a door shut and people talking and I'm thinking, wow. 
Where are they at? Because, I mean, they sound like they was close. Right. They was probably 400, 500 yards away. But on the still of the night. Right. right. Okay. I could hear them like, like wow. They were, like they were okay. right there, yeah. Yeah, and every duck hunter who's out in the in the you know in the out in the meadows in the morning, you know you know that you you're sitting in the meadows pre dawn and you can hear the guys talking. And you think, man, these guys are really close, and you look up and you can barely <laughs> see the guy. Yeah, you know. So it's the same thing there, and and it's it's said that a, an animal can hear two to three times farther away. In other words, when we when we use an electronic call or a mouth call, um. If if I can hear my mouth call at 300 yards, then that critter can hear it, hear it at six to 800 yards. Wow. Okay. So that's now again. Do we know that for a fact? That's I got to go on what people tell me. Anecdotal you know, evidence is sometimes the best yeah. evidence you have right now. Listen, as a matter of uh, as a matter of record, people, I've been known to hear a refrigerator or oven door open at 100 feet. So I'm sort of in that, <laughs> sort of in that play, don't you think, Ronnie? <laughs> Joining us on the Rack of Line this morning is Ron Jones, president and owner, ACP Rednecks Pride Outdoors, the greatest outdoor products you want to get in scents and game calls. Well, Ron, hey, we're up against a hard break. Well, this is real quickly. We're discussing the... Uh, permit season, a special permit. Fox Coyote is going to open up January 2nd. Here's the deal. You can hunt with Bo uh, January 2nd to March 15th. These are the daylight regulations. A half hour before sunrise, a half hour after sunset, you can use archery tackle, shotgun, 10 to 20 gauge, using BB to number three buckshot only. Rifle permit is required for your muzzleloading rifle or single barrel smoothbore, 44 caliber minimum. Center fire rifle, 17 to 25 caliber, using hollow or soft point bullets. Mac check, be careful with this, maximum 80 grain. Or a rim fire, 17 to 22 caliber, using hollow or soft point bullets, maximum 50 grand. Ronnie, hang in, man. Let's talk some tactics. Let's talk some decoys when we get back. Grab that cup. Grab that rebel. Ronnie, give it a howl, man. Can you give me a howl? Yo, yep, that's right. Give me a howl. <laughs> oh, music to my ears. Be right back. <laughs> Rack and Fin Radio. So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's talk station. Hello, I'm Atlanta County Prosecutor William Reynolds asking you to not drink and drive this holiday season. In the last calendar year of 2021, there were over 22,000 DWIs in the state of New Jersey alone. During the summer season in the third quarter of 22, we had 394 DWI arrests in Atlanta County alone. Here's a even further sobering statistic. Last year, 23% of all motor vehicle fatalities in New Jersey were alcohol related. Alcohol, drugs, and driving never mix. Driving while impaired can cause you to lose your driver's license, cost you thousands of dollars in fines, attorney's fees, court costs, and even higher insurance rates. This month, police departments in Atlanta County are stepping up patrols to participate in a statewide drive sober or get pulled over campaign. Officers will be arresting motorists who are driving intoxicated. As a side note, I was a municipal prosecutor for 10 years prior to becoming the Atlanta County prosecutor. I prosecuted over 5,000 DWI defendants. I can personally tell you that defendants who are charged 
charged with DWI has a collateral impact in their family, the defendant, the victim, and everyone that's involved. Please do not drink and drive. This is a critical law enforcement program that can protect our community and save lives. Before you step out to enjoy the holiday festivities, please commit to designating a sober driver or using a ride share or public transportation. This message is brought to you by the Atlanta County Prosecutor's Office and the Atlanta County Office of Highway Traffic Safety. Wishing you and your family a safe and healthy holiday season. We're Town Square Media, and along with the awesome radio station you're listening to right now, we're publishers of best-in-class national entertainment brands like Taste of Country, Pop Crush, and more. And when combined with our local brands, we can reach over 70% of consumers in our community. At Town Square, all this digital cloud puts us in a unique position to help local businesses grow with powerful marketing solutions. In addition to local radio, we're experts at web design and SEO, plus targetable advertising solutions like stream TV, addressable geofencing, YouTube, Snapchat, Facebook, Spotify, search engine marketing, and so much more. That may sound like a lot of buzzwords, but really all that matters is we can deliver a relevant and ideal target audience to your business with data-informed decisions. No guessing, no waste, and you gain a trusted marketing partner with Town Square Media. Take your business to the next level. Call our director of sales, Jim McLean, today at 609-910-5247. To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, welcome back to Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Merry Christmas weekend, December 24th and 25th. Joining us on the line is Ron Jones. We're talking dogs and coyotes and foxes, gray fox and red fox. Let's talk where to look right now. Daytime areas. I know we're going to concentrate more on the nighttime a little later on in this segment. Daytime areas. Where do you scout? Where do you look? Where do you hope to encounter Reynard? Or old Lobo. Ronnie, how you doing, man? Uh, foxes, right. red, grays, red, grays, different habitat preferences, correct? Absolutely, especially here in the South Jersey area. <clears throat> Your grays are going to be in that thick stuff, um, in the laurels and the briar patches and the swamp edges and what have you. So you want to, daytime, you're going to call down in that stuff. You want to, you want to be in the thick stuff. If you're on, going after the red fox and the, and the coyote, then you're going to be on the edge. Uh, daytime, we're talking about now. Okay, mm-hmm. you're going to be you're going to be out in the open, but you're going to be on the edge. All right, because they're going to they're going to pop out, and a lot of times they'll just run that edge of the field or, or mm-hmm. what have you, especially if there's any vegetation in it. Right, coyotes are saying that they like to get they don't mind getting their feet wet, or are they going to skirt stuff like you said and then work the mid ridges or, or the the hillier areas? What do you think? 
Well, I mean, you you take up North Jersey, they're going to work the high spots. If you're when you're calling, a lot of times they're not going to go low; they're going to go high. They're trying to get the advantage down here in, Jer- in South Jersey, where the highest spot is three feet. No, no, I'm thinking uh, like I'm thinking one area behind a Forked River Mountain, for lack of a better term. That's sort of a, a high spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're calling the the the, the, the they try to get up on a on a on mm-hmm. a higher spot to get a good bid, just like everything else. You know, uh, try to get an idea of what's going on. Um, but, but again, you know, when we called North Jersey, it was it was a total different world than down here. When we called Jennings and I called it last year with mm-hmm. Dominic, and um, it was just uh, the amount of animals. Number one, all right, it's just unbelievable. The fox and the coyotes in Central Jersey, North Jersey, Central North Jersey is just unbelievable. Yeah. So, you know, but, but again, they're still not going to be dumb. You know, everybody thinks these these animals are dumb. They're not. They're mm-hmm. not. So. You know, daytime you want to be concealed, okay, but you've got to be able to where you, you got to be able to see. Now down here, fifty yards. Well, that's 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 a that, you might as well say that's a mile and a half, right? Sure. <laughs> okay, fifty Oof. yards in our godforsaken stuff is a long, long sight. That high bush blueberry kills me, Jonesy. Oh. Yeah, man, and, <laughs> and and you know that type of stuff. You get up in more open ground. Like we like we was calling up north that that last time we you and I called, um, you know we could see quite a ways. Plus, sure. if I remember correctly, it was a uh, snow on the ground and yep. stuff like that. So so we could see probably four or five hundred yards up on that that side. Going up that ridge, yeah, exactly right. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, that's it's it's you know that's that's rifle country where we was calling. Mm-hmm. Though we had shotguns, that would have been rifle. Country. Yeah, with that dead coyote, those dead coyote lows, Ron. They'll 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 reach out and touch them fine. You know, the T shot. I mean, oof. yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's yeah. just just a reminder. Uh, the methods on the ground, elevator or man made structure, Ron. From what I understand, talking to some COs, no uh, prefab blinds that you pop. It has to be a man made structure, correct? Um, that's yeah, that's what that's that. what I'm reading. That's that's what I'm reading here. You, well, you can hunt out of a tree stand. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can hunt out of a tree stand. I'm not really up on that on that regulation. That's always changed. We're trying to get a lot of this stuff changed to make the hunting better for for the for the uh, the predator hunter uh, during the permit seasoning. People's got to remember you cannot hunt with bait in any any way, shape, or form. Any no way, any believe way, me. So. The seals are hey, sorry, seals. The seals are keyed on that one, Jonesy. Yeah, yeah. No bait whatsoever. Uh, no dogs whatsoever. Right. Now, Jones. Insofar as again picking that spot, that area you're, you're looking at. I uh, got to keep the wind as a factor, prevailing wind. Now, John, especially here in the winter, January into February, I mean, the winds are capricious. You get a breeze in the back of your neck before you know it. It's been in your face, and boom! So that 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 gets uh, that gets testy. Yeah, that's 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 the curse of calling. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you just you just prepare yourself for the for that stuff, and you try to try to avoid it as much as you can, and and uh, um, pay attention to your edges. Um, because edges make the wind change too. Oh, yeah. You know, the wind mm-hmm. may be coming out of the northwest, but you get into a certain field, and all of a sudden it's it's hitting that corner, and that and that you know thicker stuff down here, and now it's uh, instead of northwest, it's blowing southeast. You know, mm-hmm. types thing. So, well, not southeast, but it'd be southwest. Well, Don, let, Joe, you know, Joe, let's get into uh, the decoy factor here. Uh, some of these decoys I see, and, and the calls, you know, the Fox Pros, these, these electronicals, amazing aggressive you want an aggressive type of decoy a little thing flipping around whatever i've seen some decoys that are like minimal movement let's but by the way no live decoys right i saw some stuff out of state i will say that wow 
want to use that for, for decoys here. But, uh, Jones, you, I, I noticed that the one that we hunt with, you, you have a, it's almost like an aggressive, I mean, you're controlling the speed, almost an aggressive type of attraction. Uh, more so that at night or during the day or both? If I'm, I don't typically use a decoy, and if I do use a decoy, it's going to be during the day. Um, right. Most of the time, I'm not saying absolute, but that, but most of the time, I'm not going to use a decoy. But if I do, it's going to be during the day most of the time. And I'm going to, my preferred decoy is going to be a feather on a stick. Okay. That's my preferred. Simple feather now, on a stick. Uh, turkey feather on a stick. Dude, and, that one, and, that uh, one we did use like late afternoon go, going into dust. Man, that thing danced more than I do. Yeah. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> and, 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 and plus, plus with the feather on the stick, you can tell which way the wind is blowing. Perfect. Good okay. idea. Yep. Um, with, but, but a lot of critters are killed with, uh, I use Icotech more than my Fox Pro. Okay. Um, and, and, uh, when I'm using electronic calls, I prefer mouth calls, but, but when I'm using electronic call, Icotech, uh, or Fox Pro, they have those, uh, those fluffy decoys and they work. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just, I'm just not, you know, um, I'm not sold on, on them being the magic ticket. But sometimes they do help, and sometimes they hurt. You know that type of thing. Ron, I think scent. I think scent on that on that call um, works the best because when that critter is coming around and he gets downwind of that call, that's what makes mouth call so hard. You are, you are the you are the hunted. I was just going to key on that man. You, Yeah, yeah. But when you're using an electronic call, you put that out 50, 60, 70, 100 yards out in front of you. Um, when they get downwind of that, because they're going to get downwind of that call, right? You, when you have when you have a little bit of scent on that call, um, now when they're coming in, they're hearing something, they're expecting to see something. So you got your decoy bat bouncing bouncing around, and then now you've got that that uh, scent that's it says to the animal, yeah, everything's looking pretty good. Okay, meaning they smell rabbits or they smell you know a, a critter. It's getting killed. Ron, do you have uh, do you have sense for that application? I know yeah, you have myriad yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, we have we have four or five different 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 ones. Uh, we have a rabbit scent. We have a, a combination rabbit fox scent. We have a, wow. a rabbit coyote scent. Um, you know, coyote is kind of rough because if a fox is coming in and he smells coyote, he's not coming in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, but typically we'll use a rabbit and a fox odor. Um, that way, if Mr. Coyote's coming in, he's not afraid of Mr. Fox and he's going to come in and try to steal the, whatever it is. Ron, you mentioned mouth calls. Uh, you prefer mouth over the, uh, electronic. Why? Uh, I'm, I'm, I can control it better. In other words, I can, I can die differently with, at the drop of a hat. In other <laughs> words, when I'm, <laughs> that's a you know, vintage Jones people. <laughs> <laughs> when when I'm doing the when I'm doing the mouth calls, I can I can fluctuate the sounds. Mm -hmm. um, I can go up and down as I need them. I can go into uh, most mouth calls. I can actually go from one sound to another sound just by manipulating the call. So you know most people are just going to blow into it, but you know I can I can mm -hmm. crank into that call, especially an open read call. You can really make it happen. Um, but you want to sound like you're dying, but then you might want to go into something else. Uh, let me uh, just maybe I can do it here. So what I did was I, I did a, a kill sound, 
Okay, but then I went into a bird sound, a woodpecker. A woodpecker. I was just going to say that sounds like the flickers behind the house here. Yeah, so I could I could just just quickly by reading the body language of the animal, I went from I did two sounds, and I can actually do three or four different sounds with that call. Mm-hmm. And I can actually read the body language and see what they want to do and and how they react into it, that type of a thing. But again. Okay. Well, Ron, you know, the night game especially, you know, how the coyote, again, foxes, Renard are smart, coyotes are even smarter, or, or my experience, I mean, they can be so, again, they're predators. But yeah. at night, Ron, the, the headlamps, I'm, I'm a Nebo fan, and we had some great stuff. Some news, but that bright light, I mean, are you using any kind of uh, colored light, any kind of covering on your head? And also, I understand, I've seen you with uh, your gun, you have a light on the gun, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Jennings and I both have switched over to headlamps to scan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we have our gun light. So in other words, we, we pick up, our we pick up the animal with our headlamp scanning. And then, then we put, put the gun light on the animal, turn our headlamp off and then follow him in with the gun light from that point on. Um, we used to use a, a scanning handheld scanning light and then do the same thing, but we had a handheld scanning light. Mm-hmm. Less movement. In other words, you're not you're not swinging the gun left and right. Right. Um, color just, color on the lens or any covering on the lens or you, oh, you go here's, boy, here's where you're going to here's where you want to start a stinking war. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everybody goes red. You know why everybody goes red? Because that's what everybody it's, says to do. Right. You know, I talk to guys constantly saying, "Have you tried any other colors?" And they'll say, "No," but red's the only one that works. Okay. Listen, I started <laughs> out that way back coon hunting and what have you with white light, and we learned how to use white lights the proper way. When I was down in Texas, we used white lights. All right. Um, I prefer white light because I can ID better with a white light. You just got to learn how to uh, halo and and, and what have you. Uh, Most people are going to go with red. uh, And I, if I'm, if I'm hunting with other people, a lot of times I go with uh, green. All right. Um, My son likes red. Most guys use red. So there's, there's, what I say with lights, the right way is learning how to do it. The wrong way is not learning how to do it. Ron, so far uh, as spooking a, a, a coyote or a, a fox, a red or a gray that's coming in, wouldn't that bright seem to, again, I'm still a novice after all the times I'm doing it, wouldn't that tend to spook them more or was that like pretty much neutralize them? The, the, the red, green, or white is all the same intensities, okay? You're, you can burn them with a red just as quick as you can burn them with a green or a white. Okay. Um... It's you're learning how to halo. Halo means you take the main beam off of them, and like my gun light is a 750. Um, it's you know it's it's a it's a bright light. Mm-hmm. Um, my my headlamp is a is a 220. Um, so meaning you can ID an animal at 220, but you can see eyes at 500. Okay. okay? Um, the key is you don't want to burn them. So as soon as you whatever color light you're using, and, and we burned them with our. 750 reds. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. In other okay. words, in other words, when, when they're coming in and you see them blinking and nodding their heads and looking away and looking back and looking away, you're, you're too hot. Raise the light up. All right. Get, get, get the main beam off of them over top of their head. Don't, don't get it down. Okay. Good grief. Don't get it down. Get it. Get the main beam up off their, off of them and just halo them 
Um, so it's so it's a core light, in other words. It's not you're not burning them at that point. Well, Jones on the Rackenfin line is Ron Jones, president owner, ACP Rednecks Pride Outdoors. Uh, great sense, great game calls, and we're talking the coyote and fox season, the special permit season that opens January second. Go to the licenses from agent or go online to get your permits. Uh, for the new year again, January 2nd, if you're hunting during the day, half hour before sunrise, a half hour after sunset. If you're hunting the nighttime, half hour after sunset, to half hour before sunrise. Ron, we're, uh, we've got to close this out pretty soon. Let's talk payload, ordinance, delivery. Again, number four, fine shot to tee shot only at night uh, using a shotgun. Which loads you prefer and why? And where is your kill zone, bro? If you are going after Fox, your number four is going to be okay. And you're going to, you know, you could reach out to 50 yards, but, but I tell everybody, man, go with BB or T, you know, um, and aim for the head, aim for the stinking head. You hit, you hit a coyote with BB or number T at, at 45 yards. Um, you're, you want to roll him, but chances are he's going to get up and run. Okay. Um, if you hit him in the boiler, Mm -hmm. boiler, you know, hit him in the head if you can. Um, they'll drop and boom. They're, they're going to drop. They're gonna right. get I can't tell you how many coyotes I've shot with BB at, at 30 yards, and they got up and took off again, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now, was, was that probably bad placement on my end? Yeah, probably. Um, but I do know that if you if you hit if you hit them in the head, they're not they're not rolling. They're not going mm-hmm. anywhere. So you always try to get the headshot if you can. Uh, one of the things, even when you're talking about, you know, dead coyote or tee shot, um, which are which are great loads. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, even at that, you know, you're for coyote. We're talking about right forty five to fifty yards. That's 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 your that's your shot. Uh, Fox, you can reach out a little bit further with those. You know, those BBs and mm-hmm. Ts. Um, but but for coyote, you know, even though I have a love hate relationship with the coyote, I, I don't want to see them run off. And right, exactly summer, right. You know, um, just playing them. Plant them, get them into the ground, get them down on the ground, keep them, keep them there, that type of thing. But keep your shots within fifty yards, if you can. Yep, fair um, enough. Mm-hmm. And, aim, and aim for the head. Uh, daytime, uh, obviously, go with a number four buck if you can do it, you because can, you uh, got you got a little bit more payload there, mm-hmm. and it's a cheaper shell. You're not spending sixty dollars for a box of shells. My account says you did what. <laughs> okay, listeners, the, uh, there's no daily or seasonal limit. Harvest reporting of coyotes is required by 8 p.m. following harvest, and reporting of gray foxes also required. Ron, on the overall well, the red... Gray foxes, gray foxes are not required, but they want you to. Oh, it's re- okay, requested. The R word. Yeah, I say, yeah, just yeah, get, yeah. get it done. Ron, far more numerous reds than the grays? Used to be. Now I'm now in certain areas. I'm seeing more grays than I'm seeing reds. I'm seeing that out of your way, Ronnie. Glassboro and some areas of Salem County. I'm seeing, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's changing. Ron Jones, ACP Red X Pride Outdoors. Great sense, great calls. Ron, give that website or Facebook phone number. Go. Rednextpride.com is the easiest way to get to it. And uh, 856-863-4168. Hey, Ron, one final question. You like hunting them at night in the snow? Oh, I love it. If it's yeah. not crunchy. Right. As long as it's not crunchy. That, you are the hunted, especially if you're using a mouth call. Even with a predator call, Ron, you are the hunted. And a lot of times the, the animals are there. You don't even see them. You don't even pick Unfortunately, them up. Unfortunately, I can't tell you how many times we've hunted in the snow yeah. when we walked in and walking out, we saw the coyote yeah. fox tracks in our tracks. <laughs> 
And, you know, you always try to walk in on the downwind side. So they got downwind of us, and we didn't even know it. Um, oh, yeah. Coyotes will, coyotes will hang out 80 to 100 yards circling you, and you don't even know they're, they're there. They're there. It is the ultimate challenge. Big bucks are great. The big gobbler toms are great. Hunt the predators because you are the hunter. Ronnie Jones, thanks for Have a very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hope to see you, you on the other side of January, man. All right. Uh, when he mentioned that, I, I, Tom P. looks at man, we were busting. He says, yep, they're right behind us the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, we'll see you, man. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Way long on that segment. Predator hunting, man. It is the bomb. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Fox News until NATO. At least 13 people dead across six states due to winter storm-related incidents. About 160 million in the U.S. under a wind chill warning. Dangerously and life-threatening cold is what we're anticipating throughout our nation's heartland. Parts of the Midwest included in that would be Detroit, Michigan, Cleveland, Ohio, even as far south as Florida, where we could be talking about the coldest Christmas in over 30 years. Fox weather meteorologist Michael Esteme. New York Governor Kathy Hochul declaring an emergency. Wind chills are going to be absolutely bone chilling. That's why this is a life-threatening event. And FlightAware.com says about 1,300 flights are already canceled today in the U.S., much of that believed to be weather-related. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Bitterly cold overnight. Winds could gust to 40 miles per hour. The low around 10, but it'll feel like it's between 10 and 20 below zero. Saturday, quite cold with sun, patchy clouds, and a gusty wind, a high of 20. It'll feel like it's in the single digits in the afternoon. Very cold on Christmas Eve, low 14. Christmas Day, brisk and cold with sun, the high around 30. I'm AccuWeather's Kara Babinski on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ow! Coyote hunting, doing some fox hunting. Going to kick off January 2nd. Indeed, you are the hunted. Hey, talk about hunting. Did you hear about that woman in Hawaii? Was that off Maui? Snorkeling around with her husband. Man, she was the hunted. Disappeared, man. I understand that she was maybe uh, consumed by the ultimate apex predator in saltwater. Talking about saltwater. Sorry about this segue. Joining us on the line... Great longtime friend of Rack and Fin Radio, number one TV show on the saltwater end of things. Celebrating his 23rd year starting next week, George Poveromo, host of World of Saltwater Fishing with George Poveromo, starts next Sunday. Congratulations, GP. 23 years. God bless you, man. Well, good morning, Tom, and and, and thank you. It's uh it's really something else. And, you know, like it seems like we've been doing this TV show for six, seven years. And then when, uh, when you really look at the stats and we see we're coming in year 23, it's like, where did that freaking time go? Well, this is, again, this is the type of professional and person that Poveromo is. I read a quote from him. George, I want to read this. Um, and thanking all involved, it's a big wheel and every single cog is crucial in help and keeping it rolling smoothly. Couldn't, I couldn't say it better myself, George. A lot of people, I know what's involved. I know what's involved in putting 
not only a TV show, I'm talking YouTube. I'm talking a, quad, a national, national TV show together. The pressure, the work, the angst, the energy, and above all, the creativity and the fun. Yeah, you think it's not? It is fun in the end. Involved with this, George, and you've been a master at it. 23 years. Hey, Pover, I'm going to get personal for a minute. You never age, man. What's up with that? I don't know. Every now and then, I'll, I mean, I'll go for a little paint and body work on my hair only, you know. But I'm just, uh, you doing the college, you think it's something? Then he says, ooh, boy, he looks as handsome as when I first saw him here. I said, hey, man, hey, calm it down. Calm it down. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's the salt water out there that, that keeps you relatively young looking. I, I, I really think it is, you know. And listen, just, just again, to clear things up here, George does fish all venues, and he is one kick-ass largemouth bass fisherman a few times he gets there on those canals and lakes. George, uh, very proud of you, man. Ray Scott would say, good going there, cowboy. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't wear a cowboy hat. I wear that white visor. He might look at me strangely, you know? Well, George, let's get um, into now the 23rd year. You have an outstanding season coming up. Let's just some of the topics. Go to georgepoveroma.com. You'll see the episodes, 13 episodes. One in particular hits home. It's close to home. Bounty in the Canyons with Captain Tommy Daffin. Okay, world record tog was car, state record tog, whatever, caught on his boat. George, that must have been a hell of a trip. Daffin is a fishing machine as you are. High energy all the way, George. You guys really banged him up. Go into that show, please. Well, 100%. And you talk about a high energy and hardcore, like he is and I am. And we certainly wore the production team out on that trip. But it was, uh... <laughs> I, heard, I heard that. I heard all about that, Jordy. <laughs> It was it was wonderful, and you know we had just we drove up, and uh, we had just gotten into town. Tom says maybe at the boat at midnight. We want to get out there, so you know your definition of starting early is way different than ours. Ours <laughs> five in the morning. It's early for us over there. You got to be gone by midnight, and so yep. we jump in the boat and steam out. And first thing when the lights just start to come up, we crush the elephants. We got so far ahead with these elephants yeah. that we decided to hand crank deep drop for tilefish, crush them. You know, got back to the dock, I guess, seven, eight-ish, somewhere in there with a incredible show. It was a perfect weather window for this. Right. And, you know, Tommy's on top of the fish, and um, it was just a high-energy show. And I always love going up to Jersey because you, you, you have such great fisheries up there. Right. And um, so we, I love the show, and it, it's going to be unbelievable, uh, you know, incredible episode if you like. Uh, Jersey scene. Yeah, and George, again, Jersey, besides the great uh, fisheries, we have some some incredible anglers, male and female, and, and you know, uh, uh, shout out to Melissa Toro there. She does uh, the Saltwater Sports and Seminar Series with you on occasion. I mean, we have some great anglers, great fishing. Jersey is definitely a fishing destination. Would you agree to that? I, 100%. I think your, your anglers are, I mean, you, you do. You have an unbelievable amount of really cutting-edge, hardcore anglers that I always say rivals uh, the hardcore, cutting-edge anglers we have in South Florida, which everybody views as the mecca of saltwater fishing. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to people, it says, I said, never, ever discount Jersey. Those people up there are hardcore and freaking good. We're <laughs> speaking with George Poveromo, host of World of Saltwater Fishing. We get with George Poveromo next Sunday. January, the 23rd season kicking off. George, I want to get into how you keep it fresh and keep it exciting. I mean, 23 years you've been around. You've been around. But listen, some of the episodes coming up. This is going to be um, uh, Trophy Stripe Bass on the Jig up there in Rhode Island. Uh, long Run, Dry Tortugas. George, I was there once, all the time, you know, down in uh, Summerlin Key there. Uh, the Tortugas, that's an incredible fishery. Also, down in back, back country, Sugarloaf. 
right down the road from us. So, George, I mean, we used to be, rather. George, I mean, you, you seem to cover it all, but keeping it fresh, keeping these ideas going, keeping the energy going, how do you do it? Is it the collagen? Well, it, it, you, know, you know, you just fish all the hardcore stuff, and, you know, and you do the different techniques, the different species. There are a number of different ways to catch species, and that's what we end up doing is showcasing. But you, you put... You, you want to make them feel that they're part of you on that boat. That's I exactly think that's right. a biggie. And I'll give you a case in point. Dry Tortugas that we shot. Well, that's 75 miles west of Key West. We yep. typically do that in one day. We have a fast boat. You fish it, and you get back with dock at five. But I said, let's do something that a lot of people like to do. Let's fish it, and we'll overnight in the anchorage off Fort Jefferson. Fort Jefferson, yeah. Fish in the morning. And so we did that. And I got to tell you, sleeping five people on the Mark 6, you know, like I said, it's <laughs> – Hey, there's a lot of room in a Mark Six, but it's not Carnival Cruise Lines, and it's not the most <laughs> comfortable thing. I still had the non-skid on my back from sleeping on the, on the deck all the time. But the people love seeing that on film, and we videoed us coming in, getting the grill going, cleaning the fish, cooking it, trying to figure Keep out where we're going to sleep. Uh-huh. Wake it up in the morning. There's our show producer, Robert Sweet Green, cooking sandwiches up, and then we hit the yellowtails. The people appreciate like that overnighting deal because they could relate to that stuff. And I think as long as we put a lot of stuff in these shows that people relate, like launching the boat, rarely do right. these shows show you launching your boat, but people associate with that. And when you start your trip and here comes the boat going in or going back on a trailer, they feel that because they live that. And I think that's a very important ingredient in these shows. This is again, that's a, I was just going to say it. George is reading my mind here. You, you live the experience uh, on George's show, world of saltwater fishing. Well, George, one thing, I never had the opportunity to do this all my years of going back and forth there. The one show you have uh deep dropping out of Isla Mirada down to a thousand feet deep, no electric reels here, boys and girls. Hand, <laughs> hand cranking. George, go into that episode briefly. The fishery, it must be amazing. And it's funny because I'm writing an article now on saltwater sports. My next column, I'm hand crank deep drop tactics. You know, it, it's a big deal, electric reel deep drop fishing. But you push a button, and, and I don't think there's sport to that. You could do this hand crank deep dropping with a light braid and small reels where you don't get tired. You could drop, and we did this on, on a couple of shows, this one coming up to 1,000 feet of water and <laughs> hooking fish down there. And the thing is, it's not that hard. When you reel up a fish from that deep or hook one, it's not like you have to fish or pull a fish off a wreck. You just take your time. You just keep the line tight. It's a nice, mm -hmm. easy pace. The hard part is when you don't get a bite, you got to move, and you got to reel three pounds. <laughs> but but it's uh, anybody could do this. You don't have to go out and buy expensive electric reels and wire your boat accordingly. You could take some of your smaller reels that have the line capacity, spool 15-pound braid or 20-pound braid. That's the wow. secret. Uh, to, to, to cut through the water, and you could go down and fish anywhere from 500 to 1,000 feet and, and, and do good at it well, and bring home some rather good table fish. Yeah, George, what are you catching down that deep? Oh, oh, we got a lot of oddities down there. You get barrel fish, you get yeah. queen snapper, wow. you get golden tile fish, blue line tile fish, depending on the depth that you're fishing, um, you know, snowy groupers. It, it, it's a whole nother world down there, and you know, it, it, it's all the good electronics that we have, all the, the modern technology with reels have opened that relatively new frontier. And it is where people now, 
when they're bored with trolling or live baiting, let's go get dinner, and they'll drop 800, 900, 1,200 feet. That is amazing. And get groceries, you know. But in, but then at the end of the day, they have a sore thumb. At the end of the day, from our hand crank trip, we look like stone crab. we got that big right claw from reeling <laughs> in all day. <laughs> well, George, let's get down to the nuts and bolts, the, the money, the dollars, the financing. Your list of sponsors, premium, ultra premium, creme de la creme, and they're with you continuously year after year after year, which shows that you do produce. You do produce a high-end quality product here. Keeping that going, George, I mean, it's, it's that's a lot of work, brother. It, it is, and that, and we, there's no way in the world that we could do it without them. And uh, and we just do. We give it everything we've got. You do a very professional presentation. You show a lot of the stuff being used, and 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 you know, and that's what I think keeps them coming back because you're real and you're showed up being used. You're not like a used car salesman coming out here. Well, hey, at the end of this, I got this big grouper. I got to thank so-and-so book. Right, company. I, I, I thank my T-top company, right, my outrigger company. Oh, don't right. forget the, uh, the Valley Park that helped us launch the boat. Yeah, no more, it's no NASCAR stuff. Yeah, it's, no more of that stuff, right. what we're using. Mm-hmm. We're doing this stuff so people could see that and relate. And, and you do a professional job. We run three cameras out there. We don't have one person with one camera. We still mm-hmm. do the good old school three cameras underwater. We put drones up. It's a lot of money, it's, the saltwater stuff. It's not like freshwater. You know, it, it, it's it's a lot. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, George. Okay, George, a TV show. We know that rocks, that rolls. That's just the pin- listeners, the pinnacle. World of Saltwater Vision, 23rd year, starting next Sunday, the pinnacle. But, George, everyone says, you're going to be talking to George P.S. here. What about the national seminars? I think that's, what, 35, 36 years ago? George, you're is close. that, what's going on with that, man? Well, 2023 is year 36, and it will be a televised edition. We filmed that January 16th at the IGFA, and that will air in 23, 13 half-hour episodes. But then the big news as of 2024, the eight-stop ground tour resumes wow, with, of course, go. a stop in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So the ground tour comes back. Um, you know, the television turned out to be a big hit because of the numbers that we sure. generated. <laughs> and um, But, you know, so many people miss the grassroots thing, and we miss that as well. But 2024 will be the full eight-stop tour. And to keep the television end going, you're talking about actually filming us live at some of these venues and taking those half hour segments and building that into a TV show. Hey George, should I get my hair done for that episode? Well, I, I know a good place. It's real, every now and then they were a 1995 special, Tom. You can't beat it. <laughs> hey man, I'm used to the seven dollar and away you go. <laughs> my lovely Denise Bree says, "Where did you find that one now?" <laughs> Listen, George Poveromo's uh, World's Order Fishing kicks off its 23rd year. George, thanks for joining us. I know your schedule is off the charts. I'm looking forward to next Sunday, man. I have my GP cap on, and I'm there in front of that with a nice cold libation and some venison pepperoni, and we're ready to rock, Georgie. Well, that's good, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say a big thank you to you as well as Dick Wood who started me when I started with my TV show. You guys came on board with two major sponsors that got me going, and you guys kept me there. So, uh, hey, the, the TV show is a lot in tribute to you and Dick Woods, so I want to say thank you to that. Well, George, you're more than welcome. Hey, uh, Dick Woods' birthday was the other day. He's still running around in jetties, that crazy bastard. Give him, give, give Dick Wood a, he's listening, give him, give him a happy birthday, George. Go. Hello? On, and we appreciate yeah. all you do. Okay, man. Dick Wood, Dick Wood, happy birthday. George, you take care. Best of eating the family. Listeners, next week, next Sunday, January 1st.
23rd, 23rd anniversary. It's coming on. George, you take care, man. Thank you. You too. Yeah. That's a hell of a show. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Girls and boys in poverty around the world are dreaming of a better life filled with dance, art, music, and knowledge. They dream of a brighter future with enough nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn and grow, to get an education, escape poverty, and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, such dreams are coming true. Together, we give children a chance to set their sights high and succeed in school and in life by ensuring that they have access to health care, education, life skills, and so much more so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Together, we can help end poverty for good. Our connections make powerful things happen, uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. And together, we turn great ideas into reality by accessing our networks, our experience, and the best of ourselves to make a difference. Around the world, Rotary brings leaders together to build new friendships and to solve problems. Like in Austria, where generations work side by side to build sustainable housing and community centers. In India, volunteers run a mobile blood bank to help provide a steady blood supply for their local community. And in Taiwan, people are working hard to get vulnerable citizens the support and services they need. With over one million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org slash action. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. That'll do for this Christmas weekend on Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Don't forget, mark your calendars in a couple of weeks. The Wildwood Fishing and Boating Expo will be underway at the Wildwood Convention Center Saturday, January 7th from 9 to 5, Sunday, January 8th from 9 to 2. Free parking, admission of $7 for adults. that will be $5 for youngsters. And the plate, it's sold out. It's sold out, man. You're looking for deals on boats, deals on tackle, deals on notable clothing. This is the place to be. Just a reminder, last-minute shopping today. Last-minute shopping. I just loaded up uh, this past week at Batteries Plus right here. 900 Tilton Road, Suite 3 in Norfolk. Shout-out to Scott Spencer and Farrah for being patient. Man, I was getting hand warmers, getting batteries. I was loading up for the winter bow and ice fishing seasons. And mention Rackovin Radio, and you're going to get 15% off. Now, in Northfield, the hours set are going to be from 9 to, or, yeah, 9 to 3. And at their Mount Laurel store, 1215 Route 73 in Mount Laurel, the hours today are 8 to 3, last-minute shopping. Get it done. God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders and law enforcement. Merry Christmas to all. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio.